Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like he's he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know. And he's like, "We're gonna make people cry." And I'm like, "For a video game?" And he's like, "Yep." What the coach Kojima is the, the master, he's the Kasparov of of, of of video games. And then he goes, he goes, and I go playing me, and he goes, "No, they'll be you." It's not obviously it's not story driven in the sense that we go from A to Z like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. He is to gaming in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima! Hello everyone, I'm back! Greetings ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10 of Death Stranding Podcast. It is Wednesday the 20th of December, and there are 174 days to E3 2018. I am your regular host Albert, and today I am joined by my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, starting with Dean. Hey, hi all, I'm back, <laughs> and I'm ready for, for to yeah. get into it. Um, yeah, go ahead Daniele. Hey, glad to be back. Um... Got new equipment, so this show is going to be even more awesome today for me. For sure, and and listeners would definitely want to hear feedback about um, what uh, how, how Daniel is set up is sounding um, through the through the recording. So welcome, Daniela, and go ahead, Steve. Oh, hi there! Uh, great to be here again. Amazing. I think we have a pretty good thing going, you guys. I think you and us us four have done a couple shows together. We got a good dynamic. I'm very pleased. Yeah. I don't. I don't vehemently hate either of you uh, on a, on a, a core cool <laughs> level, which means that I'm able to. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm. I'm obviously very pleased to be on the show with you guys. So, just for our new listeners, um, this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. I'll just take that again, because anytime I hear any like crazy background noise, I just have to take it again. <laughs> um, and make sure to mute, mute uh, whenever you're like, um, uh, like, like. Well, I can mute my mic each time if you want. Yeah, if you want, yeah, like totally do that. I reckon, like, we'll just okay. test it out. Uh, awesome, love you guys. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> 
So this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we also cover Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from literature to film, poetry, TV, and more. Our mission is to showcase and celebrate just how culturally, intellectually, artistically, and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. Fantastic. So I'll say it off the top of the bat for people who are sort of listening all the way through, uh, maybe on one episode after another. Um, We did, and I put it in the sort of show notes of... um, of the last episode that essentially pretty much just as we finished um, recording uh, the um, IGN, as soon as we finished recording episode 9, the IGN article um, um, sort of yeah, it was, was published, and um, I think that was Marty Sleva who, who wrote that, who's writing I always enjoy. He's a really cool writer, um, cool dude. And um, holy shit, <laughs> I want to do a quick little roundtable about how different this interview felt and how it sort of came out of nowhere and and um yeah i i think i i have had almost like a week's um worth of sort of time to kind of percolate on it and um and come up with what i think but i want to throw it to each of you guys first and please take as long as you want uh, about everything that was revealed in the iGen article we'll start with uh, steve um well as you said uh, uh, the, the article was 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 published like Literally uh, after we re- stopped recording, yeah, um, it was funny because we we talk about like many of the stuff that were kind of talk about in the article and that were revealed. Mm. Um, what did I think about the article? I I thought uh, I, we were talking about with uh, I think I think it was Dean uh, where, yeah. uh, where where I we we found it a, a bit disappointing that uh, disappointing that uh, Kojima revealed the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the name of it? The timefall, the timefall yeah. thing, the, the yeah, time thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, this is Hideo Kojima, and he, he, be, he also did this with the Phantom Pain, where he started. I mean, he likes to go everywhere and give every interview he can, and uh, you know, he he likes to go to events and talk to people, and he likes. He's a he's a man of ideas, and uh, he likes to express his, uh, these ideas, but. Um, Maybe I, I would have liked the article to be like uh, I don't know more uh, more subtle yeah. <laughs> with, with less uh, information about this stranding because um, for example I think uh, I'm I'm actually glad he didn't reveal a lot about the uh, the the artificial womb the baby mechanic mm. and he mentioned it was it was part of the mechanics of the game. Uh, Right. But uh, for example, we were just in the, in in the, in the previous episode. We were we were speculating about what happens after the explosion, after the uh, the, the the Colossus thing explodes, and uh, Albert, you were saying that maybe he's transport the baby functions as some sort of transportation thing where he goes to another dimension. Uh, I was also saying that he. Uh, uh, I was saying that okay, he the guy. I think he just dies in this explosion, and he then he just maybe he's revived by the baby. Yeah, later. that was a prediction you made. And, you actually said that on the last uh, last week's show. And and, yeah. and the thing is it, that that speculation is is kind of is kind of the, the the great thing about this community where you, you you get so many ideas and so many theories, and Kojima practically uh, confirmed that yeah, uh, Norman dies and you die, and then you go to this uh, limbo. Uh, do mm. you guys think it's like a hub thing? It's like a like a like a place where it's like a safe 
like a yeah. safe haven thing or yeah. uh, and um yeah a bit disappointed about that uh, but um i'm also i'm also i was also like uh surprised that uh to, to see that Kojima is so, I mean, he, he says something about he also reads the things that that the people uh, write in the internet and everything, and he's kind of, uh, I'm surprised that he's kind of preoccupied with uh, the notion that there are people saying that perhaps he's just wasting time and money, and he's very preoccupied about telling people that um, that Death Stranding is ongoing, that mm-hmm. he's working very hard in this game. Uh, I was surprised because um, I believe a, 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 a director, a creative director like him, like him, he should he shouldn't be preoccupied with this sort of things. He just should do his own thing and don't 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 listen to what others say. He 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 should just let the game speak for itself. Right, right. So uh, yeah, a couple of a couple of curious things there. Yep. Yeah, some good points there, man, for sure. Um, I wanted to read off of basically, you know, I, I'll just. Uh, I know that sometimes I kind of dedicate a segment to it, but I suppose because I always have the Reddit here with me, because again, I like to throw it out to um, and give a shout to the community we kind of arose from, which is um, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash death stranding, and I always show our appreciation to all of you guys there. Um, we couldn't have basically come to be without you guys. So, um, what just sort of I'm going off what you were saying, I have a, a couple comments about the time fault concept from the dedicated post that we do before every episode. Um, from Kathy Bonson, the time fault concept doesn't gel with me. Of all the outlandish imagery, artificial wombs, baby-controlled robotic arms, invisible handprint ghosts, oil creatures, towering handless behemoths, upside-down underwater purgatory, stomach babies, etc., you name it, the, the rain is what's special? It's literally the most mundane thing in the trailer. I fear Kojima's cramming one or two things too many in this story. It is a time-travel plot, multidimensional, or about purgatory slash death slash rebirth. My worry is that some things will fall by the wayside, like the flaming whale and the man on fire in Metal Gear Solid V. Incredible trailer visuals, but completely irrelevant to the overall plot. I can't see Kojima tying up all these separate strands, pun intended, into a cohesive whole. Sorry to rain, ha, on your parade. Oh, Kaffa, you're, you're, you're killing me. Um, just thought a kind of critical viewpoint may spark some interesting conversations. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to addressing some of that uh, when it's sort of um, when it kind of cycles back to me. But um, thanks so much uh, for that, man. And um, I'll just throw it to let's go, Dean. Uh, yeah. So about about coffee, coffee's comment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think to say about this is uh, that I also in Phantom Pain. I also would have liked. Uh, it had a lot, of, lot of potential for those like psychotic, and uh, maybe hypnotizing or or things that aren't there uh, stuff to be in there. But nothing, nothing on the source uh, was implemented in the final game uh, outside of you know the start and the whole whale thing. So I can I can kind of agree with that for sure, but. Uh, I think I really think most of the stuff that is shown so far in the trailer is pretty much mechanical. Mecha- mechanics, uh, most of the most of the stuff is mechanical. So, so for example, rain I think is somehow connected or similar. It will be similar to maybe uh, the storms, sandstorms in Phantom Pain. So when the ra- rain, this other dimensional rain falls, uh, something will change in the battlefield or something will change on the map. Uh, it will it will change your playstyle for sure. 
even though he said that rain doesn't doesn't really matter to to Norman because he's special, and and then he stopped there. But yeah. <laughs> most yeah, but, but most of the other stuff also also um, almost everything we see in the trailer, the the machine the machine thing on the elbow, most of the stuff we see is pretty pretty mechanical. I think yeah. I think. So yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And also, obviously, if you don't cover everything in this one sort of moment when I like throw it to you, absolutely, like jump in anytime um, uh, throughout throughout the show. In fact, if you guys feel as though um, you're not getting as much of what you guys want to express out, please interrupt me. I I don't care at all. It's really really important to me. You know. Um, yeah. So thanks. So yeah, much. I just want to say say the thing about I also agree with Steve, and we did talk after the interview that he he did say a bit too much just because yeah. just because I think those kind of thing I mean it, it's really it's really common in the industry today most mm-hmm. of the stuff is is revealed before actually playing the game but those kind of you know things you don't know about is what really really drives me to think about the game. Yeah, and those kind of stuff is better delivered in the game, in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah, but, no. but I agree. With, I agree with you also that that he has to share something because we really didn't know shit so far. So yeah, I agree I with you. I know. I have. Uh, I have. I'm looking forward to when I like. I have some thoughts on that for sure. But um, no, thank you so much, Dean. And we'll go, Daniela. Go right ahead, man. Yeah. Um. Interesting interview. You said uh, pretty much everything about it. Uh, except. Um. Yeah. It was interesting to um, see him again take tackling the uh, theme of stick and rope and um, I think he implied in some way that uh, the thing about ropes uh, involves the online component component of the, of the game mm. because he said it also said he's thinking about something new for that too um, and then uh, yeah the timefall um, I <laughs> I agree with the others. I think uh, Kojima might try and shut his mouth once in a while. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, uh, um, maybe I, I'd rather not know that uh, going into the game because um, maybe in the lore there's there is some way in which uh, the main character gets to know about Timefall. Um, mm. Yeah, but it's all right. I mean, if he spilled that bean, I think. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I hope so. And um, an interesting thing was the fact um, was the strike he mentioned uh, that has been going on for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let me try. Yeah, oh yeah, it was SAG. Sagapu? is that what? It is? Sagaftra, yeah. Sagaftra went on strike, and it, it lasted from uh, since November last year, and it finished in October this year. And uh, that was why. They didn't show a trailer at E3. That's interesting. That is because uh, we've seen that diorama he posted on Twitter with the scene from the latest trailer back in March, I think. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I think that trailer was being prepared for for a while. That's right. Um, It was really good to get a little bit of background on that one. But yeah, no, go ahead, Um, Daniel. Yeah, and um, and then they talked about yeah this strike that uh, struck them, <laughs> yeah. and um, the fact that they used that time to work on the engine is great. So now that the strike is over, they are doing a lot of mocap session probably, mm. and so yeah, I mean 
maybe they got delayed by a little bit, but I think Kojima will have, have made that time worth hmm. uh, doing other things the game. Okay. No, that's cool, man, for sure. Um, yeah, and did you have any other sort of um, other points to kind of tie that tie that up with, or are you cool for like um, I'm happy to, to jump in with my thoughts, but like, you let me know. No, you you go ahead. Uh, no, no, my you my lucky fire, Lord. Yeah, so <laughs> D- Daniele was being typically effusively Italian. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, appreciate it, dude. Appreciate it. Sweet. So, yeah, I dig it, man. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I am gonna be one man against four because uh, you three as well, and this is totally fine. People have their opinions; that's totally valid. Uh, it's you three, and also Ray, uh, also listeners from the last podcast. If you had um, heard that one, my partner Ray and I had that discussion about symbolism and human behavior and all that. Yeah, and um, and uh, you know emotional intelligence. Um, I I yeah, like all of you say that like oh he he revealed a bit too much totally totally understand but in, in my opinion uh just it's from from where from where i uh read things from and when i saw that article um i i think i'm gonna build on what i've been saying with with this strange meta feeling that i've been having with death stranding itself which led me to create to, to sort of want to make this show and and then sort of bring it interactive artistry to the fore is that i feel this um, you know, we actually talked, I think, last episode and at the episode before that, before about this sort of magic in the air kind of thing with, with Death Stranding. Um, it's it was already on the very top of of my most anticipated sort of interactive art uh, works that I'm following the development of. But after obviously the third trailer, it catapulted many miles, and then after the the IGN article, it 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 was flung eternities upwards like no nothing is going to eclipse frankly death stranding in in terms of what i'm what i'm anticipating and what i'm hyped about um so i my my real love for this article comes from two things one is this this idea that um just as i said with uh, I, I don't know if i i hope i'm uh, not uh i don't want to jinx it because i love whatever's happening here this kind of time space eddy or loop or whatever's happening of of when i say when i've said something some weird thing happens the week after you know because do you remember like in last episode i was like um uh, discussing about how it fe- it felt like a dream that to see uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah norman and hideo on stage and that we got an eight minute trailer and eight you know the Ouroboros, you know eternal kind of like that that number symbology and i really hope you know, to not be too kooky in how much I'm reading into things. Obviously, it's just great to appreciate. Um, and for, for me, it's like that's kind of where I naturally um, incline to to do is to um, is to, to pick up on these these occurrences in a symbolic way. And and the sim yeah, like I I just I, I thought it was like a dream come true to to read this article. Frankly, I um, uh, again, it's it's again. What if I told you? Let's just use that premise again. Is what if I took you guys aside two weeks ago and I say, "Hey, guys, um, I had this dream. It's crazy. Uh, you know, like in all of the interviews he's ever given, pretty much from Metal Gear, nothing. But I had this dream that he sat down with like of all people, IGN, and he told them like about how the rain is like it's actually about the rain, and then like that there's only one child uh, and that like there's not like multiple children even though we think because apparently like he confirmed that there's only one and um 
uh, and and yeah, there was like a strike, and he's like, and he's super candid. Like I had this crazy dream of him being super candid for this, and so then that there's that aspect of like, holy crap! Like again, reality and dream kind of melding together in this real world, you know, our world, not just the Death Stranding world, you know, um, these barriers melting away. So that's the first level I appreciated it on, and then the second level is um is just pure uh, selfishness uh, for me. Is I I uh, my sort of draw into um you know appreciating interactive art and games from a perspective of uh, not just of playing them and in fact i would probably say um safely that um my my sort of lens into this medium is almost predominantly now from a point of view of their development and following the development and that there's absolutely a huge part is is participating in the narratives and enjoying it and experiencing in uh the sort of the art and, and the game as it was intended, you know, as a player. But I think the thing that, that set me off, I don't know if I would love to hit, maybe do a mini roundtable about this, because it's very different to that one subject I brought up. It was like, when was when did games become more than games to you? That's one thing. But for me, when I was reading, uh, like, magazines as, like, a kid, uh, like, I, I remember very clearly, like, I could just almost, like, smell the magazine um, when Final Fantasy X was coming out. And... There's just I have a particularly like soft spot for my for me um, when it comes to reading magazine articles um, and that especially ones that sort of set my imagination off um, mm-hmm. and yeah and and I and I posted about this um, on Twitter uh, I think it was maybe in reply to a comment and I just said I feel like I really do feel like a kid again like this feels like that same feeling of um, bringing up the the magazine and then you know the release still being ages away and I remember this. I think Final Fantasy X kind of made a big impact um, because it was I was it was a change of platform. It was there was all these unprecedented things, and so I was just kind of ravenous for all all new information. And then I would see like just you know underneath the pictures there was like that like ca- that caption, and I was like, and I would see like oh look this is sin, and I was like what is that you know, and and I would and so Timefall it was it was and Ray had the same. She's like oh she her eyes rolled and she was like why did he reveal anything? It's fun to speculate and I love it. And I was, believe me, I'm I am like the poster child for I, I love speculation. But at the same time, I have an equal, uh, an equal and just as powerful love for getting these little teasers and and you know. And then I posted on Twitter saying I can I can picture myself playing this game now. And I remember in 1997 or 1998, I I, I see a little mini subject mini topic coming up. I want to hear all of you guys' stories as well, each of you, about this. In 1997 uh, or 1998, I was obsessed. Talk about dreams coming real. I was obsessed with this game called Medieval, right? <laughs> and and you guys saw that again. Oh, yeah. Dreams melding with reality. Medieval was maybe a week or two ago announced to have a PS4 port out of nowhere. I I not you only must ju- be so glad about I, that. I not only jumped on my couch. I like I I leapt up. I like medita- Like I just like fucking floated above my couch. I couldn't actually. I couldn't actually like process reality at that moment, um, but anyway, that's 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 you know what that is. Um, and so, I, and and Medieval 1998 is the last game that I remember being. I would go to school, and obviously we didn't have the internet back then. Um, and I would go to school, and I would just literally, I would just like like the Matrix. I was I would just jack out of reality, and I would picture because based on like hearing about it, based on um, you know all that. Uh, and reading the manual, especially once I got it, I was just, I would picture myself playing, you know? 
I don't know if many people can relate. I, I think a couple of you definitely can, but uh, and I would yeah, love sure, to hear sure. listeners. Yeah, yeah. And I would just and and when Hideo added these extra little elements, it everything just sort of slit this like uh, sort of fell into place. And I could I could tell it's like oh my god in 2019 I'm I'm and I just like I just teleported to my couch in 2019 i've got my snacks there i've got my uh by then i'm certain that i'll have you know gotten the whatever collector's edition and everything besides me the art of book and i and i and like big tv and like the lights are off and i just put that death stranding disc in and it's like because of those extra tiny little bits that he added of just like gameplay itself it brought me like it brought me so much closer to the game and made me feel holy shit this is a game so it's like death stranding has been so great as this entity upon which to speculate but to be reminded that it's actually going to happen and that we're actually like to hear him talking like i'm getting goosebumps now to hear him talking about that first person purgatory mode that's that's playable like and then you know, it just also uh, recontextualizes um, Mark Cerny's comments of like, oh yeah, I've played it for five, six hours. Uh, and it was just like, I just like, I, I was so, so grateful. But I, again, 1000% totally understand if some people, you know, um, would prefer not to have heard that information. I totally, like, no pass- passive aggressive, like, I totally respect that, absolutely. But just speaking for me personally, so that was my experience. So, um, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I want to do that little round table. Do you guys have any particular memories kind of like the same thing, um, Steve? Uh, well, you know the thing I want to mention about this about this topic about Kojima, talking about uh, the stranding, yeah. uh, especially so soon, is that uh, um, I'm... Uh, I think, unlike you, I'm I'm not really concerned about the the external kind of what what the magazines or IGN says or everything like that. Or I, I think like a perfect um, like a perfect example of a of how a director should um, kind of expose his his game is, for example, Hidetaka Miyazaki. You can hardly uh, find an interview of that guy talking about uh, Dark Souls. And if if you know anything about that community, and, and when it comes to the the, the, the lore and everything, is that uh, years later you still get people uh, theorizing about what this means, or mm. because in in the world Miyazaki does, he he kind of he uh, purposefully leaves things open to interpretation and uh, things very ambiguous. You're you're often put in a world that where you can feel a lot of things have happened in the past is is like a, it's often you you're, you're put in a world that is uh, kind of post-apocalyptic and mm. and where you can feel that a war happened and there is uh, ruins and stuff like that and you and you can only get to understand what happened there if you kind of uh, read the item descriptions and uh, if you pay attention to what the npc said and which is also very ambiguous mm. um but the thing is, when it comes to how uh, wh- how wh- what Kojima is doing, the danger is that. Uh, um, well, I'm going to give you an example uh, where uh, in when when it comes to, for example, the uh, I don't know if you have seen a, a film called Mother, uh, uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky, yeah. He th- the thing is, this is a this is like a psychological thriller with kind of horror vibes and everything. Uh, that if you seen if you see this movie, you can interpret it in, in many different ways. The thing is, the director uh, gave many interviews where he told people exactly what the movie is about. This movie is about uh, how humans are destroying Mother Earth, and it's also a an interpretation of the Bible. And period. So you're not 
giving the audience the possibility to uh, to come out with their own interpretation of the movie. Okay. Uh, and and to give your own like kind of review about the film, and maybe it's it's uh, it, 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 it kind of disconnects a bit with the. Um, with the kind of artistic uh, intention, you know, of telling people what what it is about. Because, I mean, for example, Hideo Kojima is doing a, a video game called The Stranding now, and it's his video game right now. But as soon as the game comes out, it's not only his video game; it's it's everyone's it's everyone's game. It's whoever buys the game. And if I buy that game, and I and I and I and I, I can experience uh, the game differently uh, than the way you're going to experience the game, and that's that's kind of the great thing about, like sure. I said, games like Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne. So yeah. this is this is kind of my my thing about it, and um, that's cool, totally. And totally. you know, this kind of and and you know, talking about games uh, from the past and everything. I, uh, for example, uh, I. I didn't. I mean, the first time, for example, I played uh, Shadow of the Colossus or everything. I had I had no idea about the reputation of the game or everything. I just enjoyed it as this w weird experience where you're just set in this open world with no like uh, random enemies that try to kill you, and uh, it's just about killing these giant creatures that kind of don't seem that that evil at all, you know. And yeah. Uh, it made me want to create my own story and want to know what the hell is happening here because I mean this it's it's another these people are talking another language and what, what the hell is happening here why, why who is what's the relationship that the protagonist has with this girl that is like dead and you know mm. and you know that's kind of my, my my view on this on that subject yeah. for sure absolutely totally valid um did anyone else want to add to uh, what um, uh, add to add to that? Sure, sure. Uh, I, I wanted to add, uh, because you talk about dreaming, and okay, I understand that you can dream about this interview with the IGN, mm. but I, I, I go even further, uh, and I dream about the actual game, and mm. when I dream about the actual game, I, I dream about the stuff like rain, for example, and uh, that rain, when, when maybe it, it shows up first time, it has it has this effect, and I didn't even know about it, so, so that's the thing. That, that really blows my mind in games and in Phantom Pain also happened a few times is when something is something is obviously obviously constructed but didn't but wasn't shared to the public and and then you experience it as it should have been experienced right mm. in a way so so yeah that, that, that's why I think I think maybe maybe it's better for Kojima to just I mean it's it's my fault part, partly too because I, I read about his stuff and I understand that. Mm. There are some people that are casual and don't, and don't simply read, uh, but uh, I don't have enough strength for that, to be honest. Yeah. So, so yeah. But I would like Kojima to to when when he does those interviews to just talk about maybe how how he's doing with the game, and and talk about stuff that are structural. That's the biggest thing I, I want him to talk about. I just wanna. Want to know partly because it's not it's not so much a spoiler. I, I want to know partly how will the story be delivered? How important is the story at all? Uh, I mean, I know it is, but in what way is it important? Is it important important in a way that previous games were and just one to four, four or like five, where you where you tell tell your telling your own story? That's mm. a, that's the thing I want him to talk about, and not about the actual details of the plot. Okay. So yeah, that's, cool. that's totally fair enough. That's Absolutely. Awesome, and uh, Daniele, go ahead. Yeah, so um, about a question, when did games become more than games for me? Um, 
I think it was with Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess on the Wii. Yeah. Um, because I had this, um, I hadn't been playing for a while. I was a bit casual gamers, gamer. Um, and a Wii came out, and a friend of mine told me it was an interesting concept and showed me some videos. And I bought it on day one. And there was this launch game, Zelda, and everyone said it was great. So I bought it shortly after I bought the console. And it had this beautiful atmosphere, dark, mysterious, gloomy. And uh, I had never played a Zelda game before, so it was all new to me. So that was one of them. And then the another, another one it was Bioshock and Assassin's Creed. Um, so, yeah, I've always been a huge fan of single-player, linear, story-based games. And uh, EA probably hates me for that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was how I was approached to gaming on a more on a more serious uh, yeah basis. That's cool. Um, to answer Steve, I think um, Hideo always said what his games were about, so we can expect that to happen this time too. Um, he always openly told his game's theme in his interviews after the game came out. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I think, for example, when he talks about like uh, the ropes and sticks thing, uh, that is a very basic thing, and uh, I'm I'm not bothered at all by that. You know, um, but for example, in this interview, he started talking about mechanics and everything, and. Uh, uh, I mean, by the way, I am uh, about the uh, about the, the the Reddit commenter. Um, I'm I'm also I'm also kind of concerned about uh, the the problem he mentioned or or she mentioned about uh, like the over. I mean, the ideas that kind of made no sense at the end of the game in, in the Phantom Pain. Like he he used he he used like a, the, the the flaming whale and everything, and uh, that didn't have much relevance in the end of the game. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the of the podcast, I um, Kojima is a man of ideas, and he likes to translate these ideas um, as many ideas as he can in in, in into his games. I mean, I, yeah. I believe. I mean, I, I think this is the reason why why there's a lot of people who want like who said, "Oh, this is actually Silent Hill. This is actually Metal Gear Solid 6. I believe uh, that the Stranding is actually a compilation of uh, ideas that he couldn't use in the past. He's mm. he's using ideas he couldn't use in Silent Hills. He's using ideas he maybe would have used in a Metal Gear Solid 6. He, he's using ideas, I don't know if you guys remember, he was working on this amazing thing called the Enders Project, who was going to be like the third uh, son of the Enders game. Absolutely. That looked great. And that, I mean, I, th I, I think he's, I mean, he's putting all these ideas in the game and hopefully... Uh, He'll make sense of them. I'm I'm not that bothered by the, for example, the rain because I mean it's he's 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 proposing this backwards world that has to do uh, with themes of life and death. And I mean this rain is is basically a thing that is killing you. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's, this 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 rain is making you old and it's and it's killing you. You know, mm. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine if 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 the if the guys if the guy's friend wouldn't have shot him, he probably would have died of, of old age because <laughs> of the rain. And I'm, I'm, I just, I, I just see it as a, as a basic, you know, uh, environmental mechanic where, yeah. uh, like a biohazard thing, for example, in, in like in Fallout where there are right radiation zones or something like that. I, I'm not too bothered about that, but, uh, but I, but I hear the, I hear the, the, the redditor comment about the hopefully Kojima won't use too many ideas that will go by by the sideways yeah for sure awesome um I, I think yeah building on what you were saying um 
uh, buddy. Um, the the idea of of Kojima um, like having this premise of essentially multiple dimensions, time and space. When when you give a creator like Kojima that premise, I mean, he he already managed to infuse so much like incongruous, seemingly uh, disparate elements, you know, into these narratives without that premise. Um, you know, if we think about Metal Gear Solid's tone, that, that he was able to add so much, um, and he there's, there's this clear yearning and desire for him narratively to want to explore all these aspects that he's had to find pretty interesting ways, um, mostly involving nanomachines, <laughs> to be able to explain some, <laughs> uh, to explain some of the um, you know some of the things that he's added into the Metal Gear titles, um, and have to, and to have to kind of keep them tethered to that premise of oh it's nanomachines oh it's you know all these things. Um, but um, yep. with, if you give yeah give give Kojima a premise that allows him to transcend dimensions, um, then we will really see like that as you as I've mentioned as we've all talked about like that Kojima unleashed. So I just wanted to add to that quickly. But um, did someone else wanted to add to? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, um, I think the difficult thing for Kojima with the Metal Gear Solid uh, was that um, for the last like. 20 years, he had he just had to add on a story uh, that was already settled. Uh, so um, he had to uh, build on on this universe that that had it had its rules. So he didn't have much uh, freedom creatively. Mm. Now he's starting something new from scratch. So um, I think we have a better chance of seeing what he's capable of just pulling out new ideas. Um, so yeah, um, one thing I forgot to mention about the article was that um, I, I loved about how he cares about the fans, about what they think, about the game, about the theories, about the fact of what he's doing, um, going around and doing nothing in the in the in their minds. But uh, we know he's working hard. I mean, mm. he tweets like three times a day, and all the rest of the time he, he works. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, go I ahead. wanted to maybe, maybe heckle I think, I think about those ideas. Uh, I think Steve said that he he says what what is the the game team, but uh, and I saw this Reddit uh, Reddit discussion uh, maybe two days ago, uh, where the guy uh, described how yeah he he does say, uh, for example, that MGS five five team is revenge, but. That is only only like a superficial superficial team. Uh, outside, uh, inside of that is that team. There are, there are all those uh, little details about it that really really deepens deepens the, the the team overall. So perhaps so for example, there's this burning man, and 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 it shows how how he literally burned through his revenge and how how he he can't live without I don't know. Being fulfilled, that revenge, yeah. and there's also Kaz, who, who I mean, the revenge is only, only, only like uh, superficial core, but there, 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 are, there are a lot of things in, in there that happens because of that revenge, that are not described before or even after the game, uh, so the game tells them through itself. So I, I wouldn't say that he, that he made it before, and he does say, says before a lot of details about the game, but, but some of the things he, he didn't say, mm. in my opinion. 
Yeah, man. I mean, uh, the thing with uh, with the Phantom Pain is that it was kind of a marketing campaign based on. Uh, I mean, also with the themes of the game about deception, because uh, for example, one of the one of the uh, strongest uh, themes of the game was uh, was race. You know, actually, revenge is, is sort of a is sort of a theme that, uh, I, in my opinion, kind of doesn't take that much uh, strength in the in the game. But race and nationalities and language, especially, is, are very powerful themes in the game, and they were they weren't part of the marketing. You know, because uh, and uh, you know there were the, Kojima wanted to. Uh, like I said, it, it was about deception. It was about never telling people about uh, uh, who, who who Venom really is and everything that, and and things like that, uh, which kind of reminds me of uh, which kind of reminds me of uh, a response he he gave in this interview where uh, I think the interviewer asked him, "Man, what about what about uh, what about Norman Reedus crying every time this this." things appear and everything and he just said oh no it's just because he's sad yeah <laughs> which I'm, I'm i'm sure it's it's a blatant lie just like <laughs> just like just like he said uh, i don't know if you guys remember but uh, an interviewer asked kojima back when i think the 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 second trailer of the phantom pain came out somebody asked him hey why why are we watching um, snake and miller like in in first person mode who, who who's the guy watching and kojima just said no it's, that's just me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, you know that's uh, that kind of remind me of that, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean with the Phantom Pain, I think the the marketing was very specific to kind of don't let people know what the what the game was really about. But hmm. my problem is, for example, the uh, my problem with that marketing also was the the amount of uh, of for example the amount of trailers that came out for that game. There was I remember there was a trailer uh, there was a trailer that like the fifth or sixth trailer that came out that was that practically um, told us everything about Skullface. It told us where he came from, it told us where his motivations were. Uh, it was a it was a great trailer, but uh, I I don't yeah, think like, it yeah. was necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I simply don't think it was necessary for a trailer to tell us this. I think uh, it should have been something that, you know, you discover playing the game. Uh, so that's kind of my like uh, my problem with the way Kojima uh, markets his game, and I think it's, it has to do a lot with um, the amount of time that that Kojima has in between the time he um, he announces the game till the time it's released. Which for the Phantom Pain was what like it was over three years, I think, and uh, it, I think it's the same with this game. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did anyone else want to add to? Um uh, what Steve was saying. That's cool. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Daniela, definitely, because we sort of each had a moment. Did you want to? You didn't have any. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I didn't want to say anything on that. I, I mean, and I agree. I agreed with Steve. That's all. Okay. That's too too easy. Too easy. Um, jumping <laughs> into the uh, comments back on the uh, the post that I made two days ago. Um, you know, the, as I mentioned, you know, the main topic. IGN article, Timefall, Purgatory, Sam's Uniqueness. Those are the three main takeaways for me from the article when I was sort of coming in, coming up with that sort of title for the, uh, um, 
still don't know exactly. Uh, listeners, if you have a suggestion of like a streamlined name, I can call them. I could just call them pre-recording uh, posts, PRPs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. Uh, Metal Gear, <laughs> uh, PCCP. Uh, some, sometimes the the weird. Like I get the sense when I I was rewatching, uh, just like I put on a, a long play, uh, no commentary of Metal Gear Solid uh, Two, um, and in that game in particular, I I just I can tell that it's like barely veiled just i love coming at like learning about acronyms military acronyms i love history i'm just going to find a way for insert character to be able to express essentially this sentence from a wikipedia article of like oh this acronym uh killer whale uh shalashaska i don't know like all the things that it's just um endearing expositional dialogue in in the in the most yeah in the most endearing way so um we've come a long way since uh since melga solid uh, too. Um, again, I think uh, I'll just m- quickly mention that um, uh, I'm getting more if I had to sort of pick a, a Metal Gear that I'm getting more vibes off of, maybe not even about imagery, but uh, just like just the sort of vibe of, of, of Death Stranding. I, again, possibly because of the whole magazine thing and how I've essentially not really been as passionately excited uh, to the point of, as I've mentioned, you know, earlier I sort of got maybe a little bit sappier before, but when I was remembering about reading like articles and stuff as a kid, but it's Metal Gear Solid 2 has a has a huge um, has a huge sort of place in my heart because again I, I know I mentioned Final Fantasy 10 before, but those two were sort of uh, like the new children with the new platform and everything. So the first Final Fantasy on a PS2 and the first um, uh, Metal Gear on a PS2, um, and I I. I have a sort of um, that's it sort of takes me back to that place. That's probably why why I was motivated to put that on. Um, so yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, a little bit of a tangent there. So um, obviously, if either of you guys wanted to um, sort of jump in about which Metal Gear out of all of them is does is Death Stranding giving you vibes off of, um, that could be a thing that we can do later. But anyway, so. Just to make sure that I get some of these awesome comments read, so Timefall, Purgatory, and Sam's Uniqueness. So I mentioned the Kathy's subject. On the top we have Harper1000 saying, About the guy who tries to kill himself in the new trailer. If you're trying to kill yourself with a knife, the stomach would be one of the worst ways to do it. Maybe he's not trying to kill himself, but kill one of the babies. And then underneath him, we have Saw Cleaver Beaver saying, It's possible he was trying to eliminate the baby from entering him in order to protect the baby from being consumed. The baby would have to go inside Sam instead of the dude who had stabbed himself so as a way of, of telling the child no 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 don't don't enter me I'm and essentially stabbing himself to make to make make it so that he isn't habitable Ooh. yeah so that he's not habitable anymore to make sure the baby even though maybe the baby like in, yeah, yeah am I right like has this instinct of maybe to protect or to you know to yeah answer so the guy who's being um, uh, so that 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 kind of um, as, as you just had that reaction there, Steve, I'm just like, oh. So let's do a quick little roundtable of that. What did you think of that, um, Steve? Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. I, I'm, I'm actually with another thing that Kojima revealed is that uh, uh, Norman's character has some sort of power or ability which helps him, you know, uh, uh, kind of go through this purgatory thing in first-person mode, I think. Uh, he said something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, that that made me actually wonder what uh, if it has something to do with, for example, uh, Sam not 
going like off gravity. You know, like yeah. every, every it's like everything is affecting the world. It, it is the thing is affecting the world except for yeah. Sam. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting uh, theory that uh, he, the guy is stabbing himself to so the baby doesn't. Um, you know, him. doesn't uh, stick with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I, 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 kind uh, of, I, I kind of just stick with, uh, with the thing I said, I think in the previous episode where, hmm. uh, this, this guy is just, uh, handing, uh, Sam the, the, the baby because there is something special about this, this hmm. artificial wombs, this, this thing. And he just, I think the guy just fell. Okay, I, I I got caught. This I'm gonna die. Take yeah. this thing and and leave or something. <laughs> yeah. And he was just trying to kill himself. And he was just trying to kill himself just because. Yeah. Well, you know what happens if you get captured alive? You, the, the world explodes and. Yeah. Uh, you die. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So. Uh, it's like, yep. a, it's like a courtesy sort of, sort of thing. Um, before I throw it to the other two, I'll just read the other two comments, which I, um, this sort of, this dialogue continued between Harper 1000 and Sorkley the Beaver. Harper says, um, ha, I was under the impression that the baby, or at least a baby, came out of Sam, and that maybe that guy was pregnant in the same way. What makes you say the baby would have, would have to enter Sam? I know that a few seconds later it does enter Sam, but I'm also not at all clear on how much of the trailer should be taken literally. Um, so Cleaver says, just an idea. My thought is if the baby can get inside Sam, let us, let's assume this happens during the transition from reality to water limbo, um, then the baby can get inside another belly nearby as well. Maybe they don't fully understand how it works, so he's taking a precaution as to avoid dying the ultimate death with the special life baby inside him. Weird. Um, and then Craig um, from Mo... Uh, Momaha, uh, Craig from Momaha says, so he would have to have more than one baby. On a side note, when I first watched the trailer, I was thinking that there are faster ways of killing yourself with a knife. Exactly, some people have said that, so poor bastard. And Harper says, my thoughts exactly. So, what, um, yeah, so uh, Daniela, what did, you, what did you think of this kind of angle that Sorkleaver and Harper and um, Craig are sort of um, discussing in the comments? It is actually very interesting because we've seen this guy stabbing himself to death and we, um, or at least trying, and we thought, oh, okay, he's trying to kill himself, that's it. Uh, but yeah, the, that could be more of that. Uh, I mean, Kojima's trailers are always well thought. I mean, he, he wanted to show a guy trying to kill himself. I think he would have used the most uh, suitable, most suitable way. So um, yeah, that's interesting. That's something to keep in mind. Um, I mean, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, the fact that to make his body inevitable, uh, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Mm. Maybe this is this way to connect this this part is with Phantom Pain's opening. When you when you see quiet killing you or trying to kill you, do you think that that was the most efficient way to kill you? I don't think so. I I mean, she was struggling you like for two minutes before before. Uh, be both save you. So, so I think I, I really think that this was this was there just to to have a shock impact on mm. on audience and and to show the 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 cuffs cuffs mechanic of you know basically being held held indicator. Mm. I I really think and maybe it can, can it can be explained in uh, he he panicked and he he didn't have time or, or he couldn't I don't know but yeah he panicked and just tried to kill him as fast as he could and. Could, could be. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah, another thing to notice is that these guys are not 
I mean, I mean, they don't look military, so they're not experts on how yeah. you should kill him yourself in the fastest way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he definitely looked like just like a worker kind of thing, you know. Um, and then uh, another awesome redditor um, pointed out that that um, ability to kind of uh, you know um, cock the weapon with um, just one hand. <laughs> You know, it, as as he does when he's about to shoot the guy who's sort of aging rapidly, um, that that might mean that it's actually a, a really important thing to be able to have access to something that can, yeah, like that you can end your own life, like almost like a you know, a workplace precaution, um, and uh, as just like it's almost like something like a bulletproof vest you bring with yourself, or, or like a radio. It's like, oh, I'm I'm heading out to do corp disposal team stuff now better bring my gun so i can shoot myself in case i get attacked you know like <laughs> uh, possibly something like that so um do you guys have any thoughts about that the only thing i'm I so to sorry. say oh sorry go ahead can i just yeah. be quick yeah uh, just the thing about some not floating in the air uh i actually watched the a few times and and i figured I, I always thought that he didn't float maybe because of the baby because he had baby in his hands but then you see actually that the baby is on the ground while, while the shit started happening and he doesn't touch it yet. So he, he's simply not floating on his own and then five seconds later he, he takes the baby. Mm-hmm. So it's something special about Sam that's not, ma- that's not making him float. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Um, yeah, did anyone have... Uh, much yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was practically going to mention that, that is, th- there is uh, absolutely something special about the character of Sam, because, uh, uh, for example, like I said, Kojima mentioned something about uh, Sam having this uh, power or ability or something that maybe, uh, where he can, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it's some sort of, uh, maybe Sam can exist as a... Uh, how how should I put it? Like a like a projection or like a like a ghost or some some way after he, after his body dies mm. and then he can transport himself to another body or something like that. And also maybe it has to do with, for example, uh, a lot of people have pointed out that um, Sam seems to be the only guy who notices the. The, the 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 guy that looks like that people think is Matts, yeah. you know the guy that uh, oh, yeah. uh, and so some people have pointed that out have pointed that out and uh, yeah. yeah maybe it has to do with the the, the and maybe it's 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 uh, it's why he's had this uh, porter uh, suit you know because maybe there are people in this world that have this certain specific ability and uh, they and so they use this this uh, very specific uh, suit. You know, uh, so the people know it's is he's that kind of that kind of person that has these powers. Mm. Maybe you know, uh, that's my takeaway from that. That's right. Okay. Cool. Nice. Um, I actually have brought up another um sort of uh, comment from from the from the pre 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 taping article. Um, so we have here um a couple of people talking about the 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 timefall concept. Um, do 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 do. So someone's basically saying, uh, yet yeah, following up on the flaming whale, um, just one more piece of Moby Dick imagery, uh, which we see here again with the upside down whale. Uh, the game was drenched in it. I don't think anybody assumed it was supposed to be a game about fire whales and like someone, people pointing out the sort of whales being like, uh, you know, there's the fire whale in Metal Gear Solid Five, and then there's the, um, then there's the sort of more traditional aquatic whale, but albeit upside down, um, in in Death Stranding there. So again possibly uh, alluding to that um, 
sort of obsessive, you know, like that, that those kind of themes of um, of, of Moby Dick with uh, you know pursuits, uh, like uh, like um, you know with with Ahab, you know that that uh, kind of dogged, single-minded pursuit of, of a goal, which we may see in Mads' character possibly uh, reflected. So I'm all I'm doing now is just when it's thrown to me, I just want to kind of act as sort of a, a megaphone for some of the people who've written in. And we have Suspicious Dawn who said, I have a breakdown of the theory around the final bang as being Judgment Day. So you can click through to that. Um, it's really, really well done. It's got like pictures and everything. So I'll just read two little tidbits here because um, uh, there's so many ways, as you guys have been alluding to, that um, we can interpret what happened to that worker and why it, it catalyzed that explosion. And then from the IGN article, which is the main subject of this show, um, there's that uh, very interesting sentence where he says, yeah, like, death doesn't pull you out of the game. Um, When something like that happens, some people may have multiple craters, alluding to the the idea that, um, like, this is essentially probably the the one thing you want to make sure doesn't happen. Um, Either someone's death or your own death... uh, because it has these, this this lasting effect on the environment, but um, so that's one thing. So in regards to the um, final bang, uh, um, we have yes, yeah, suspicious dawn saying, as you read the theory, you should center your mind around Kojima's own vision or take on the theory of Judgment Day, which in his own perspective doesn't necessarily have to rely on Christian theory and things. Um, and if that were to happen, I'd see it as a weak story point if Kojima were not to mark his own game with his own fucked up mind twisted Lovecrafty elements and perspective and as Sam Norman Reedus refers to the Big Bang so at the final bang as something that's already happened the theory should go alongside something we humans already have adapted to on several years as technology used in the trailer purposefully works together with the state of whatever we're in so um, very extensive article uh, I just I, once I see someone putting this clear amount of effort into something I need to throw them throw them a shout out on the show um so that's kind of from that one there. I think that's pretty much all the comments. Let's quickly see, uh, just from the bottom. So um, some people again drawing parallels to M- MDS5. So, um, but yeah, um, what did you guys uh, do? You, did you guys sort of jump in to see the the comments and sort of see yeah. where people are at? Yeah, I, I noticed um, uh, Daniela, you commented on one of the videos when people like. I definitely love seeing that whenever you guys want to kind of uh, hit up people and respond and stuff because you guys are, are the show. So you know. Yeah, sure. I really appreciate it when people comment on uh, our stuff on, on YouTube or anywhere, because yeah. it's um, it's really nice because we we put a lot of effort, especially you, Albert. <laughs> you put a lot of effort in all this, and it's Cheers, it's really glad. It's really fun to see people uh, appreciating this and mm. being excited about our episodes. So yeah, I had to reply. No, absolutely. There's, a, there's an awesome comment in response to Timefall that I read, and it, it, it's on this post on our subreddit, and it says how that this rain can actually be the cause of all the shit, shit, of all the shit is going on uh, oh, in yeah. terms of the environment. So yeah, that that really I didn't I didn't thought about that. So it it could be the cause of the land looking so bland, so dead, so. I mean, all, all of the things dead, basically the the whales, the the crabs, everything could be could be a consequence of that rain. So that's mm-hmm. something. To, maybe this this rain thing is a bigger bigger plot device than we thought. Uh, that's yeah. actually really really intriguing. That's that also like that messes with my mind a bit because what what can we say that um, you know almost as like an environmental disaster 
film kind of thing because you know I, I would have been worried if I was Kojima of just like you know um, let alone spoiling the surrounding or any which I again we had our, our own different thoughts that we expressed earlier but like sorry but like timefall and like rain that advances time that is a that's like a Keith Sutherland thriller right there like that's like that even that name like timefall like it's like it's it's absolutely something I totally agree Dean and with the uh, commenter you're, you're you're referring to that that's such a yeah that is on, on I don't think obviously it'll be as simple as that I think there's a couple of other things at play but I think as a huge um as a huge aspect that could be something with possibly this this time rain sort of arrived in our um in our world and maybe accelerated the sort of um the sort of breaking down of interdimensional barriers uh possibly I don't know if that's a way that physics will work in this in this particular universe and that that is one of the reasons why like it could it could end up being that we didn't beckon them in any way it was just something environmental that happened with our reality so that's really really interesting to to think about and and I also love the idea that this person's taking an, a piece of revealed information and instead of, and and like using that to to create even wilder speculations which is the best thing you can do when when something's revealed like that which is you know from the person like creator himself you know like the uh, director writer you know kojima that you know uh it it adds these pieces of of, of certainty because now we have like locked in uh, information you know with sam's name and everything as discussed last episode as well so um did anyone have any other thoughts with uh, what uh, dean uh, was raising there you know i think it's uh, i think it's worth mentioning uh I think you were talking uh, about this with uh, with Phil, uh, yep. one of our kind patrons, mm-hmm. uh, where and I think it was also mentioned in the Reddit where um, there is a theory that maybe uh, this this whole thing, this whole backwards world and everything, was caused by uh, uh, by an experiment made by by humanity that went horribly wrong. It was it was the, the cause of of the arrogance of human beings trying to, for example, I don't know, uh, experiment with creating or replicating a black hole or something mm. like that. Yeah. And and maybe they, I think I think that I think that stranding is going to be like the, in in this line in between uh, science fiction and and complete like horror fantasy where right they they made this maybe they made this uh, experiment and it has something. To, I mean the the, it, the the game is telling us that. It's, it's got something to do with black holes and with uh, you know quantum physics and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, and maybe maybe that's what happened. You know, maybe maybe sure it's a bit cliche and everything, but uh, maybe they made an experiment to replicate a black hole or to create a wormhole or something, and things were went horribly wrong. Like uh, like you were talking with Phil, and and maybe this caused the world to yeah to basically go to hell. Like like we're we're seeing in this in this. In the in the trailers, like uh, we have the the feeling that we 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 kind of get the notion that this has the world has been like this for a long time. I mean, mm. uh, they, the 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 characters in in the in the third trailer know that, for example, they they have the technology to to kind of know where they're going to be ambushed or something like that. They yeah. they know they have to use these suits because if they don't, the rain is going to. To kill them, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought I, I thought that 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 theory was worth uh, mm-hmm. pointing out. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, did uh, I, wanted, Go ahead. I wanted to maybe ask a question to all of you. 
about and I didn't see anyone mention this. So when he when he he dies, when when Sam dies and goes in that dimension of water or of uh-huh. sea, uh, to me it, it really reminded me and how on IGN he talked about it about MJ's three revive pill uh, the, uh, mechanic. So that that's the thing. And the thing about uh, that part of the trailer is that you know one big monster basically eats or takes those bodies. So the thing, the thing I think maybe we see there is some kind of permadeath mechanic or yeah. something. It, it seems like in those area when you're dead, there's some kind of ga- danger there. And what 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 can happen when you're dead alre- already, um, and you die again maybe because mm. obviously and that there are, there are dangerous animals there. I mean, what what's next? Do we have a permadeath? Do we go even deeper in some other dimension? Yeah. I, I just wanted to maybe. Maybe see what what you guys think about permanent permanent uh, mechanic implemented in the game. Interesting. Or something similar. Yeah, yeah. I have um um. Uh, sorry, I mean I don't want to just jump in with anyone else wanted to. Um. So Daniela, did you have anything there for that one or? Well, I never thought about that, but um, yeah, it would be interesting and incredibly dangerous because uh, yeah. it's a mechanic that's really um difficult to do the right way I think mm-hmm. so yeah but if there is anyone who can do it the right way that's Kojima I mean so yeah okay cool it might happen though yeah because be. of the unique structure of the game yeah yeah it, it doesn't have to be permanent per se but just something I mean it seems like there will be some gameplay in there and something bad can happen that's just what I get from seeing that creature right yeah so, yeah, yeah I agree yeah. I agree Absolutely, and, and then what? Uh, no, totally agreed with both of you. And then obviously that's referring to what uh, Kojima said about like, yeah, death will never pull you out of the game. Um, things will just sort of stay as they are. They won't reset. Um, so that perm- that as as you as you alluded that sort of perm- perma aspect there, perma death. Um, so what I think you know I uh, you know I um I I don't think it's going to be something like perma death, but. Uh, uh, like like I've said before, that death doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to have a lot of weight and uh, a lot of weight and and Kojima said like yeah you death is not going to stop you and it's going it's going to change the world but uh, but when you come back it's not like you reset time you know and I just I just think they have to do something like um, again we we go back to for example the Dark Souls series where. You die, but I mean, you lose something. It's incredibly challenging, and you have to be very careful about. You lose your souls and everything, and you lose your currency or everything. I'm, I'm thinking they're gonna have to do something similar with this game, where mm. maybe it's about the babies. Uh, we, we see in the trailer the babies uh, at least function, function as some sort of, uh, as some sort of battery. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe maybe they're also like life support or something like that, and maybe every time you die, you, you, I mean, you lose a baby. I mean, yeah. the, 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 before the ex- <laughs> before the huge explosion, we see that Norman has the the baby with him, and when he wakes up, uh, it's no longer yeah. in the artificial womb. But so, sorry, I just want to mention that the, 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 he said the get the the death will never ever put you out of the game, and mm. uh, because I thought about this too. But yeah. if if you then then don't have the baby, then what happens? So baby baby can't be the main main thing you have to have to not die. It can yeah, only exactly. be some kind of yeah. So sorry for interrupting. 
No, that's, no, and uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I just say that it has to have something, you know, you have to lose something. Even even if it doesn't take you out of the game, you have to lose something every time you die, because... Uh, you talked about Adams, you, I think. You mm, talked about yeah, Adams, maybe. you can recover when you're underwater. Yeah. Exactly, like yeah. So, uh, yes, I, 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 it has to be challenging, and it has to be, like, there has to be a risk, you know? Uh, even if you're try, trying to revolutionize the way you're, you're, you're doing death in a video game, there, I think there has to be a risk, and you have to lose something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll have the baby's icons on the top right, like we have a heart in Zelda. Ah. <laughs> No, guys, it's, 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 it's confirmed that it's confirmed that like the baby is essentially like one person. It's like the character. Um, so yeah, um, but uh, yeah, like again, so much that like again doesn't stop that one character from being something that, as you said, can have you know consumable use. You know, sort of um, thing. yeah, go like ahead. I, oh my god, I only you know, got sorry to, three babies. Sorry, and sorry, 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 I just. Yeah, so, sorry to interrupt you, man. I, I just I just wanted to mention something quick that uh, so, something uh, wrote on on the Reddit was that um, he was writing about theory where where if if uh, your baby gets uh, like if if you if you use the you can use the baby and if you lose the baby it becomes a doll like one of those dolls that that you see in, in the second trailer. So that's oh. I thought just, that that was just a, a oh, small interesting thing. Damn, hot damn, mm -hmm. possibly. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think Daniela, no, really good, really good, um, uh, riff there, Steve. And, and Daniela, I think you were, you had a, a thought there before. No, it was just a joke. Oh, no, make Don't a worry joke. about Do it. it. Go for it. My bad jokes. If you, if you, you <laughs> like, I, I only got three babies. I have to pay for that boss. How will I do that? Oh, <laughs> I only got three babies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I already, I already know that some of the things that people in the room adjacent to you while you're playing Death Stranding may hear you say, I'm like, damn it, I got taken by the unseen hand beings again. Like, they'll just yeah. hear, hear these things that, like, what? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wonder what our relatives will think. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, like this ink leaking out of my eyes again. It's crazy, and they're just like, "Is he? Is he well? Is he all right?" Um, so I am now going to read out an email that we received from uh, Sorkleaver Beaver, who sent through two, it's oh. like two, two parts, which is really awesome. Unless you had a thought to express, my friend. You didn't? No, no, it's okay. okay. Go ahead. Uh, just checking. Uh, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So we have um, sent... Uh, we'll start with the one that he sent earlier. So on the 12th, he sent me this... Doo -doo -doo. Um, actually, no, on Saturday. So here are some thoughts ideas. After rereading the Rolling Stone... Uh, Dunkirk article, I received what I felt like a revelation. The meat of the article consists of Kojima harping on the importance that the me of the message that war sucks, uh, and we should celebrate the fight to run away or save lives don't take them, aspects of war. Near the end, he uses Phantom Pain as a good video game example of these ideas. Um, it seems like this is me saying he, he might want to explore these in a more uh, universal and like even broader 
chapter way, way, in, way in Death Stranding. But anyway, uh, the more I play Phantom Pain, the more I have started to feel out how Kojima would hope for us to play. What if Death Stranding gives you three choices? Similar to the choices of obtaining nukes from Mother Base, using those nukes against real-life players online, and choosing not to have nukes whatsoever. What if the babies are a sort of non-nuclear gameplay decision, and corrupting yourself or possibly morphing into a black abomination capable of fucking up other players in the public online space is the other, more sinister choice. Weird, but I think makes sense considering how at the end of the Dunkirk article, Kojima seems to put his foot down while declaring that now is the time for an interactive experience where players will feel... Uh, will connect with ropes on a new level. That doesn't mean they won't potentially be very big sticks. Thanks again for the positive outlet. With this podcast, bro, cheers and have a happy holiday. So that's only the first one that he sent, so I'll re- read the second part um, after that. But what do you guys think of that? Like that, you know, as, as you said, like the baby turning into uh, the doll uh, and then us turning into the monsters as a possible, uh, you know, maybe Dark Souls-esque uh, thing of like, oh... Red Invader, Black Invader, Blue Invader, whatever, you know? Um, what do you guys reckon of that? Well, I think um, that would be really cool. Yeah. But uh, I wonder what would what would that do to the story? I yeah, mean, true. Kojima's sure telling a story. Maybe that, that would be an online component that would be separated from a single-player game. But I don't think Kojima's going for that. Hmm. So... Yeah, it's really interesting, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Okay, that's totally cool. Uh, anyone else ha- have a thought about that one? I just wanted to mention again, and I think I, I talked about this before, but how, how respectful I am for Kojima and how much I have to him because of that uh, emphasis on not not only killing, not using guns, and mm-hmm. rather uh, rather pr- primary. Uh, Put bigger emphasis on ropes because, yeah. I, like I said, I, I really, I really have a problem with uh, killing in games and then liking the protagonist. I mean that that's a real deal, and 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 it's just not fun for me to kill everyone. Mm. I don't like it at all. So the the thing about ropes is that I really don't think it's only a multiplayer component. I think it's a single player, one of the main main elements in single player, and perhaps it's going to be something like Fulton, similar to Fulton. But mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just hope... noise. sorry to interrupt. Um, who is yeah, from Daniela, I think. Daniela, I'm gonna come over there to Italy. I will My mic was you. muted the whole yeah. time, so it wasn't me. Steve, Dean, I need you to go and attack Steve, okay? I need you to get a flight. I need you, he needs to learn, okay, that he can't just get away with this making noise. On the podcast. Sorry, but I was, I was, I was actually, I just, I'm, I'm gonna meet it. Yeah, sorry. Unforgivable. Um, Dean, I'm hiring you as a hitman, as a slap man. You have to go slap him. No problem. I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> he said no problem. <laughs> I, I know that was sinister. He's like, no problem. I'll yeah, do that, it. that was the part of the joke. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, please continue. Also, I'm, I'm joking, guys. It's all good. Uh, yeah, continue, Dean. Yeah, you just. If he's gonna make something similar to Fulton, which okay, I'm okay with. Just, just please um, connect emotional level to it yes. in some ways. So let's just not uh, Fulton everyone and then not see them until you have to kill them or something like that. So I just that, think it should be a, it should, a death training should just be a straight up Fulton simulator. I just don't, I don't want any narrative. I just want it to yeah. just be Fultoning, only Fulton. You wanna you wanna Fulton like Lovecraftian monsters? Yeah, I want a Fulton Lovecraftian. I want a Fulton babies. I want a Fulton Mads. Like F- Fultoning is the ultimate narrative accomplishment of our time. 
you know do i want to do i want to spend time knowing a character and getting to know their feelings and their emotions or do i want to tie a rope to their ankle and see them <laughs> soar up into the sky like and, and the uh you're gonna need the the wormhole fulton for the for the whales <laughs> for the whale yeah yeah uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you, know, you know something? I, I, I actually don't see this game having a lot of uh, military war uh, themes. Of, uh, as you guys, uh, as you guys mentioned, these guys don't don't look like uh, like like military type. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I get the vibe. It's going to be more of a. Uh, I'm sure, it's going to have action, but I, I think it's going to be more of a survival sort of game. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, in none of the trailers we get the feeling like, okay, this is going to be an action game where you're going to be shooting everyone, you know, which is nice. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more of a survival game also because of, uh, I think I also mentioned this in the, in the previous episode, these guys, the Sam and, and the other, and the, and the Corpse Disposal team guys, they don't, they don't seem like they have much of a defense against the opposition against mm -hmm. the enemies you know so i i think it's this this is the kind of situation where it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of game where you have to survive this this horrible threat mm. um that you can barely understand maybe cool that is cool yeah i dig that um i can read uh steven's other email if that's cool uh sorry um yeah is that cool yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So he says this thread pulled me to a strand of thought. I like how he just like phrases himself this way. Uh, copy pasting his comment. So the premise is quite possibly the idea that this is an interdimensional game, and Earth slash humans have become the operating system or engine for these beings who are just here to play. Right. Can't wait to listen to episode ten. Nine was wonderful. I could feel the excitement and satisfaction from you guys, and it had bolstered my own excitement and wonder at what's in store for us. I hope there are more than eight episodes of breaking down the trailer. That's very ambitious. So Cleaver Beaver, will that's definitely the plan. But I think, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see how we go. I mean, you know, I, I, I actually, again, just jumping out of his email quickly to address you guys. My thought was uh, possibly to yeah do the minute by minute. Uh, uh, you know breakdowns for, for the episodes you know so that's eight episodes dedicated to the latest trailer in between those me and Dean and anyone else who wants to jump back into what I was calling uh, the phantom pains and gains which is what we want to see come come from phantom pain in, into death stranding so that's the, another sub series and then I figured informed by those two I think it would be really great to revisit trailer two and trailer one so just go three two one um because I know oh, yes. that by then we will have had extra connections, again, strands, if you will, between the three trailers um, just by revisiting them and, and you know, delving as deep as we will be doing into the um, eight-minute trailer to, again, you know, dive dive fully in. I know that, obviously, per episode, there's, there is that much. There really is that much, that, can, uh, that kind of close viewing that can be rewarded with each minute I, I don't doubt that um and then to have that be okay so then we do the fan and pain episodes and then we um by the end of that we're breaking down the six minute trailer two and then the three minute trailer um uh you know trailer i one. think the game will be already out when we're no, done oh no uh, in <laughs> fact the way that i've got it kind of mapped guys uh, with a few extra like specials here and there maybe dedicated to directors and stuff i have essentially the next kind of 30 to 40 episodes sort of mapped in terms of 
what what we can be covering. What? Yeah, yeah, leading into uh, de- leading into E3. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough structure, nice. rough structure, you know. Um, so again, that's really nice. Yeah, it's sort of tag teaming between those sort of minute breakdowns, the uh, phantom pain, um, phantom pains and gains, and then the. Um, uh, you know, specials of any news that kind of comes up, we'll have a dedicated special dedicated to that. And then I have a, a, a what I call sort of the the main five sort of directorial influences. You know, Kubrick um, uh, influences or just similar vibes. You know, Kubrick, Nolan, um, Lynch, and two others. Um, I think possibly uh, Jodorowsky uh, or um, uh, Tarkovsky. But yeah, I have them written somewhere. It's also um, 5 a.m. here, so brain is working, but. You know, could <laughs> suboptimal uh, or close to optimal working. Um, but anyway, I'll jump back into. Uh, I always do this. I, I just jump into thoughts in the middle of reading emails. I hope that's not disrespectful, listeners. Um, can't wait to listen to the episode. Yeah. So I want to maintain sober thought as we lead up to the eventual release because, as you well know, we have been let down a number of titles. Personally, Destiny was incredibly disappointing. <laughs> um, I'm trying my best to have the understanding that Death Stranding will not be perfect, but I just can't accept the idea in my head that it's possible for the game itself to be a major letdown. I agree. Um, I just don't see Kojima fucking this up, or I don't want to believe that it's in the realm of possibility. If anything, this podcast has helped me grow my passion for the medium, uh, podcasting and video games um, for both those mediums. Interactive Artistry is the perfect name for your network and it's incredible to be able to appreciate and work through, build on these ideas on an ever-rising level of understanding. Didn't expect to ramble on, strong coffee, but I'm truly grateful and inspired by your enthusiasm for our shared passions. Please let the game continue. We'll keep coming. So that's one of my favorite emails we've ever received, guys, and I, I wanted to read that out to you guys because that's something that, thanks to everything you guys do, um, which I I, ha- I gotta hand it to you guys, like this sh- show wouldn't be anything without you three and everyone else, all the hosts. Um, that's wow. that's where we've come, and, and I, I really appreciate that. So this that uh, that letters for you guys, you know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of love there. We've it's been like, together for two months, I think. Yeah. How much is that? Well, yeah, ten weeks. So an episode a week. So something like that. Yeah. So and and like I'll I, and I've sort of sort of put that email right right next to a Dragon's Manor's email right there in my kind of like heart vault of just like thanks for anything that I've done that has helped kind of have have these thoughts and I like get get these impressions and as you said, um, you know like have, make the weight easier or whatever or engaging with the material uh either games or podcasts you know that make, i'm sure i speak for all of us um uh by saying that like we we don't take that for granted so i really we really appreciate that um coolies well we're almost up to the one in 30 guys as in hour 30 um did anyone else have any because we will we'll, we'll we're going to jump into um, minute one uh, next episode of uh, of the trailer, and then again continue the always e- like able to go anywhere discussion of Death Stranding. So, um, did you guys have any? Uh, so, definitely able to revisit those points in the next episode. But to sort of make sure it's expressed here and now, did anyone else? We'll do a quick little roundtable. Any closing thoughts on the episode, or what else you wanted to add? Um, we'll go with uh, Dean. Um, yeah, I just want when you when you read out that email, I just wanted to maybe express my feeling of the hype I have for for that stranding. Yeah. And and it's perfectly it's perfectly. Uh, someone asked I uh, asked a YouTuber actually how he felt about how he felt about the game, and he said, "I'm sure it will be an unique a unique experience." Yes. And that's I think a perfect way to put it because I, I don't know if it's going to disappoint me personally, 
but I, I'm sure Kojima will, will try his best and put a lot of creativity in there and it will be an unique, unique experience so yeah. that's just what I wanted to mention yeah yeah that's a fair point absolutely um, Steve uh, no man I agree with that I, uh, I, I think uh, I mean one of the one of the very special things about Death Stranding is that it's such a it's a very unique game there are not many games like Death Stranding coming out these days where uh, where they're so enigmatic and they're so uh, you know uh, open to interpretation and open to people theorizing about it and uh, uh, that's pretty much the reason why I like to <laughs> to come here and uh, and talk with you guys yeah so uh, yeah same here man absolutely um, for sure I totally agree um, and yeah go ahead Daniela yeah, I remembered something you said uh, a couple of episodes ago, and you said uh, the, probably the thing that's going to happen is that the game will be just as cryptic as the trailers, and the subreddit is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So, so yeah, uh, it's going to be, yeah, as Dean said, a unique experience, so you're going to hate it or love it. Mm. Uh, but totally. that's what Kojima likes about hard art. Um, he always said that he likes um, bands who release new records that are totally different from the previous ones because they might lose 50% of their audience, but again, a new 50% from new people who approach that genre. That's so right. yeah, that, that, that's the way he does it. That's the way he thinks. I take that, for sure. Also, speaking of audience, and we, I almost forgot I wanted to read this one out because, um, again, I never no inquiry that... Uh, is kind of directed towards us about the show will ever go unacknowledged like I I'm on this sort of thing like a hawk and and that's motivated just by like obviously love of Death Stranding but uh, almost more than that is is my appreciation for the community and and the awesome kind of convergence of really um, like uh, well well-rounded and like analytical minds and, and like uh, very erudite and intelligent people that have come together um, to, to discuss the show so we have a, uh, a user hero Henshin who um, commented saying uh, expressing interest in participating and um, and so I said please yeah like just let me know what what like what are your thoughts what's your affinity with Kojima and Death Stranding so don't want to put you on the spot buddy but uh, I have to it's I, I really loved your reply so I suppose he says I suppose my favorite thing about Kojima's works is that he manages to establish strong and prevalent themes in his work Death Stranding is one of the most intriguing examples of how he goes to establish these thematic elements plus the man has a strong sense of visual and aesthetic narration heavily inspired by movies and yet he doesn't forget about the game most importantly to me at least he never omits in what media he works I guess I would be easy I would be eager to talk about visuals partially design elements of the game death slash life mechanics some ideas about what the story is potentially shaping up to be and just talk about the game with other people who are clearly into that type of stuff nice to meet you Albert I hope that I'm not being too forward with my interest absolutely not as I said please at all times um, anyone who wants to uh, uh, you know engage with us open up dialogues that's that's the greatest thing obviously there's the patron tiers which you know with dragons mana um, you're able to jump onto the show itself um, but please like it's I, I love reading any engagement with the show whether you know patreon or not like um, absolutely so um, and I also wanted to make sure because he made this sentence I want to read it properly Plus, the man has a strong sense of visual aesthetic narration, heavily inspired by movies, yet he doesn't forget about the game. And most importantly to me, at least, he never omits in what media he works. Yeah, as in, like, oh, yeah, obviously, I just received, I just um, understood that. Like, he, he he is such, he's a movie guy, absolutely through and through. But let's not forget, like, this is the same guy who said, um, 
you know, who, who, again, bringing back to Metal Gear Solid 2, I, I remember, like, just the amount of stuff that he put, uh, you know, in regards to the interactive aspect, like, that you could shoot individual, like, ice cubes, you know? Like, a filmmaker isn't concerned with that. Only a game designer is concerned with that, you know? Uh, I, I remember that um, when he's like, oh, yeah, you can cut the watermelon and you can shoot the watermelon, and depending on... It's like he, he has a, this clear passion for the interactive aspect as well, Um yeah, so I wanted to yeah, um, just shout that out. And again, and and the reason I mentioned this as well to the listeners, uh, especially the ones who've listened to this long, um, we really do appreciate uh, your engagement with uh, an interest in the show. In fact, um, another thing I almost forgot to say was I jumped into the Discord for the first time. Uh, I had two or three, sorry, uh, awesome people um, sort of hail hail like sort of um welcome me uh, sort of uh, as I sort of jumped in and one of them was called cynical Indian the others I I, I sort of asked if they wanted to sort of um, sort of chime back to uh, chime back at me um, to sort of I wanted to shout them out but um, again that offer still extends please do sort of um, message in if you do end up hearing this to sort of uh, give you a further shout out for that um, and that's sort of me done with sort of my sort of wrap-up thoughts with with the episode did anyone else have uh, any closing remarks Oh, I'm good. Fantastic. Um, as always, guys, yeah. I really appreciate doing the show with you guys. Just going to say that. I know I joke a whole, whole, a whole lot, but like you guys are awesome. So all three of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. For sure. The love is real. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, now I kind of segue into our sort of little sign-off, which is, you know, as always, we we always try and do our best with, um, you know, creating the most sort of... Um, uh, comprehensive and and sort of respectful and uh you know and thorough show uh with kojima and kojima related content as possible so um but if you have any suggestions for us over here at um, interactive artistry we have a couple of emails for you we have interactive artistry at gmail.com and death stranding podcast at gmail.com if you wanted to write in with your thoughts and as re- briefly alluded to we have that patreon as well if you wanted to have a look at some of those tiers they're all death stranding themed for now um as we add more uh titles uh to sort of the podcast that we're going to be covering we'll actually be uh, recording on the 22nd the first episode of interactive artistry uh, with some of the fine folks here um anyone on the show obviously you guys steve dean um and daniela please feel free to jump on that i would love to hear your thoughts it's essentially what we do for death stranding but for a number of titles that like are uh, on that forefront as I describe of adding these new d- dimensions of like maturity and, and psychological and uh, emotional and intel- uh, intellectual engagement uh, in that medium so God of War, Sky uh, which is that game company's um, new game um, well we will be speculating on like where Bioshock 4 will go and all these other things so that's that um, and so yeah I just wanted to again thank everyone for listening and remember the game has already begun.
Yay! All right, all right, all right, all right. And that's it. That this was, like, was, that was a perfect length. This is a perfect. You like that length? Yeah, I like yeah. that length. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very, very Larry David. You like that length? I like that length. It's a good length. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Dean, Dean, yeah, give it a try. Yeah. Just, just go, just go. It's all right. Just what? <laughs> no, no, I can't. I'm no Italian, man. Yeah, you just did it. You were just like, eh, I'm no Italian. Uh, I'm not Italian. Yeah, there you go. See <laughs> looking forward to the first of the, you know, eight mini episodes of like breaking down the trailer. I think that's going to be great, and it's some it's something that I would personally appreciate having if I, you know, I was listening to like a Death Stranding podcast out there. It's like, oh yeah, go through it like minute by minute, see what comes up, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that seems way too much for me, man. Nah. I don't know how, how much I could. Nah, yeah, but they just one minute. They just one minute. Nothing happens in the first minute. You love it. You, no, no. Yes. Okay. So he just literally <laughs> in the first minute he just stands up, stands up from the floor, and that's it. No, no, no. Not the, not the. Okay, we'll start with trailer three, bro. We'll go. It's trailer three, yeah. and in the first minute of trailer three, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, in trailer three. No, trailer I need to. <laughs> Up and that's I know, it. I know, but he talks about he, t- he talks about the Big Bang, and we can I can bring up the article of the Big like Wikipedia article. I can talk about like you know you know some of the yeah like it, it's just it's not necessarily about being obsessively like looking at every detail. It's more about what subjects come up. It's just a guideline. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> I think that mud is a bit clearer there. Oh yes, yeah, see, see the mud, the way that like the way that he stepped. It's like the, it's, I can see I can see the Kojima symbol. Oh, and Neil Blomkamp. Oh, and Ruth Cruz. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be um, hilarious. It's gonna be fun. Awesome. Uh, well, well, what's the first theme for Interactive Actors Three? Uh, the first thing, so the first uh, episode, it's basically going to just be, um, you know, each of us sort of riffs like we'll, as that's why I mentioned like um, talk about our list of games that we feel is is on the forefront, and then we'll see. Oh, and we'll go through each of us go through our list, and then as we go along, it's like, oh crap, I had that one too, and. Or like one of us might learn something from the other of just like oh I wasn't expecting that that wasn't on my list so and then mm-hmm. we'll each kind of discuss which of these games kind of yeah sort of embody what interactive artistry is about um, yeah about Nino Kuni. yeah exactly yeah Nino Kuni yeah exactly um, so and I'm yeah, I'm really excited to hear what all of you guys have because again you know we all uh, sort of interpret. Uh, and like have different experiences of the medium so I'm super intrigued and it's one of the reasons why I, I, I dig this show is because hearing different perspectives so yeah it's just going to be a general one and then from then on I know that I think God of War is going to be very on the forefront for me um, because that's ramping up um, towards release pretty soon um, actually we'll do quickly right now Daniela and Dean and Steve what are your main games just go mine's God of War sure. well outside of this training Last of Us Last Are you talking about just upcoming yes. games? Yes, I yeah. love that yeah. Last of Us, yeah. Um, part 2, yeah. I'm Last not year. sure whether it's Last of Us Part 2 or uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh my god, I love you guys. My fucking brothers from other mothers. <laughs> These are exactly <laughs> yeah. my fucking games. I was like, Death Stranding, Red Dead, um, God of War, um, and Days Gone, possibly. But uh, go ahead, Steve. Uh, maybe um, Cyberpunk. Damn it. Uh, oh, yes! That's going to be so good to talk about. Forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy, right? So, yeah, yeah please, yeah, so use this time to... We're going to cover Witchers and... Uh, yes. Witchers and Last of Us 1. 
Fuck Two? yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, and I posted it in the Skype just that list. I, I think I had like 60 titles on there, but you can yeah. make it short. <laughs> just yeah, um feel free to yeah, post each of each of each of each, each of you guys send me your list and um we'll talk about that on the first episode. Um yeah. Sure. Okay. Too good. And are you guys all three of you avail- able to make that recording time uh of um, yeah. 7 um p.m. It's well, next uh, Thursday, right? Next Same time as today. Uh, it's, I, I was thinking of trying to experiment with the 8 p.m., which is the original um, thing of this this show, of this episode. Um, is that possible for you guys? Uh, 8 um, not on Thursday, but yes, on Friday I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll do Friday. Uh, the 22nd, I, can I mean. 8 p.m. The 22nd. I can, I can make it like... Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. So you can make it 8 p.m. Um, as always... Um, no, it's a, it's fine. Uh, on Friday morning, I'm not working, so yeah, I'm free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about figuring it out and everyone voicing themselves so that no one's like unconsciously resenting, because that's how a, a murder is made. You know, I don't want you guys to take that path. It's a very dark path. You know, if you bottle up, oh, you end up killing people. Okay. All right, it's dangerous. All right, I don't want right. fri- I don't want to be frightened of people I'm on a show with. Okay, I know that you're all. Really dark <laughs> human being is on the inside. All right. Well, I think you're really tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm starting to see shadows and, and and danger everywhere. I can't believe. Please don't make me go to work, guys. Can I just stay home? <laughs> don't make me go. I want to go. I don't. I want to stay home and sleep. Anyway, but thanks. Man. Re- record record with your girlfriend please yeah no absolutely for sure and and we'll do follow up um, episodes with that as well and um, yeah I really dig and thank you for the feedback by the way I'll pass that on to her and she also says of you it's like oh you know like she really digs all of all you guys' thoughts of um, you know when oh she- just to clarify yeah. uh, the countdown was right I was so you had uh, you had problems with the PC which is why we started an hour later like right yeah, that's but right, that's uh, right, yeah. the countdown was right okay it was, it was, just to, it was. just to be sure yeah yeah no no and this time it was my my bad my bad my bad it's um, okay easy all right guys take care and like thanks so much for for, for jumping on the episode today and uh, yeah have a great um, upcoming week and I'm, I promise um, next week uh, there won't be as many problems okay that's okay yeah, it's fine that's, that's fine I will, I'm sorry. Alright, take it easy guys. Bye. Fresh water wallaby. <laughs>